This episode is brought to you by Monday Hair Care. A big thank you to our amazing sponsor, Monday Hair Care, for not only allowing this podcast to happen, but for taming my huge, frizzy pregnancy hair with their amazing best-selling line, Smooth, and giving some of my bigness to Emma with their volume shampoo and conditioner. Their products are free from SLS and parabens and are Leafing Bunny approved, which is the gold standard for cruelty-free beauty internationally. Monday's available in more than 30 countries, is the number one hair care brand on TikTok, and has won loads of beauty awards. Head to mondayhaircare.com to find out where you can get your hands on their beautiful pink bottles. Thanks, Monday. Oh, I'm going to have this snack. How? <laughs> I was going to start. No, tell me about your snack. Sorry, Rob. It looks yum. What is it? It's going to be yum. It's a Reese's Pieces Nutrageous Chocolate Bar. Yeah, do you know, I'm actually eating a packet of ginger nuts, which my brother kindly brought over when he came to visit months ago, and they've been sitting in a container, and they've gone, like, kind of soft, which I actually prefer. I was literally going to say ginger nuts' singular flaw is that they are yeah so tough on the old toothy things. Literally, they break your jaw. Yeah, they're so sore. I'm like, what's going to win, my teeth or this bicky? Probably the bicky. These have gone... Soft, almost like a ginger kiss without the filling. Delicious. Haven't had one of those things in years. A ginger kiss? No. I'm not a real picky gal. I actually don't love biscuits either, but I kind of have started liking them in my pregnancy, and I'm positive it's because I've got a mini version of my sister inside me because it's going to be the same. The baby's going to be the same star sign as my sister. Yeah. And all of my food that I've, like, eaten and wanted during pregnancy has been everything she loves, like fruit and muesli and yogurt. Like I'm not a muesli sort of a person. I'm not a biscuit sort of a person. I'm not like a snacky sort of a person, but like I have been. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've got a mini That's so weird. You've got a mini bossa. I know. Oh, that's so weird. It's going to be born like days before her birthday. And days before Sam's birthday. Days after. You've got a type. Yeah, a Scorpio apparently, surrounded by them. Is Blair, are Blair and Sam very similar, your husband? For Alice's, you know, Seth. No, I don't think overly. No, no, no. I'd say they, they both think they're pretty important. <laughs> <laughs> they always say you marry a member of your family. I think I've married my mother. <laughs> I, tend to, I tend to date my mother too. <laughs> my dad was like, I said it to dad once and he was like, never repeat that. <laughs> Not a good look. Not a good look. I remember you telling me when I dated that guy last year, you were like, oh, my God, he reminds me of your brother. It was safe to say we mm -hmm. downhill real quick after that. Yeah, you, like, hated me for, like, two weeks. Yeah, that's the most traumatic thing I've ever heard. He didn't remind me of your brother's personality, not that I've spent loads of time with your brother, but something about his look. He was blonde. He could have been a member of your family. He's <laughs> so gross. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sorry, I mean, keep it in the family, just like the Egyptians. Do you know they all used to marry, like, Cleopatra married her brother and all of her... Really? All of her lineage oh. were brother and sister. So many royal families did that, didn't they? Keep the line pure. Actually, you're just making tiny knocked-off babies with soft brains. Like, Albert was Victoria's cousin. She was completely in love with him. That's why there's royal Alberts everywhere all around the city. What? She was so obsessed with him. And when he, when he died, she built, like, the Royal Albert Hall, that statue... All these monuments because she was like so grief stricken 
She was completely in love with him. But yeah, he was her cousin. And it was her cousin. That's so disgusting. So this is a super, super cursed way to start the pod. Hi, guys. <laughs> Just a bit of incest chat for you on a Friday. Or a Monday, <laughs> even worse when you're listening to this. Yeah, rough. Well, it might be Tuesday for some, for Kiwis. Anyone in the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. Okay, Tuesday blues. Why not? Let us pile on. Our Aussie listeners. We love our Aussie listeners. God, I was chilling to my house late today, though. I'm, it's just such a twangy accent, isn't it? Mm, but I do love, I quite like the Australian accent, and I actually love Australia as a country, like great country. It's a fun one. That's <laughs> what we all say now. I was with one of our friends. She, Mum was wearing like a nice like floral top and white jeans, and our friend goes, oh, I really like your outfit, Sarah. And Mum goes, thanks. It's a fun one. And I just say it all the time. It's a fun one. Yeah, what does that even mean? Do you know what? I'm going to preempt you what I had for dinner last night. I had one of your recipes that I made. Did you? Oh, bless you. That's so cute. And I always go to, I like want to post it on Instagram because I know that you, you know, you do the share thing. And it, it looked so disgusting. <laughs> there was like curry powder everywhere. It was all mangled up. So I just, I ate it. I quietly ate it and didn't post it anywhere. But it was absolutely delicious. It was that sort of potato, curry powder, coconut milk. Oh, yes. The tray baked curry that I did. Did you find it easy? So unbelievably easy. Oh, good. I'm so happy. I felt like one of those morons who ask you the stupidest stuff because I got my potatoes out, my baby potatoes. Is that what they're called? Baby potatoes? Yeah, I've actually started buying mini potatoes, which I've seen at Sainsbury's recently. That sounds like a bit of me. How cute. How cute. They're so small, smaller than baby. Yeah, because I got the baby and then they looked a bit bigger than yours. And I, for everyone listening, I texted Alex saying, am I allowed to cut up the potatoes? And you were like, of course. <laughs> like, use, well, I've just got no confidence in the kitchen. Like, just, like, just <laughs> use, like, one iota of brain power. And, yes, you may cut them up. It's not going to ruin anything. No, I thought that was a fine question. Oh, thank you. I didn't mind at all. And then I went out to a concert. Oh, wow. I wasn't expecting that. Where did you go? Well, I have a friend who kind of got the dog box over something recently. And then he texted oh. me being like, by the way, my friend manages this band and I put it on the door. And I hadn't heard of them. And he was like, they're reggae. And I was like, woof, Kiwi band. What does this have to do with being in the dog box? Because I guess he was, I don't know. Or he was just being nice, but I feel like he was trying to sort of do a little apology to her, you know, make some amends. Oh, so you, you had put him in the dog box? Yeah, I put him in the dog oh, box. Oh, sorry. I think you mean like his partner had put him in the dog box and then... No. So he took you to a concert? And I was like, interesting. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 no. He got in, tr- he got in trouble with me. Oh, right. Um, anyways, Kiwi Band, and it was, honestly, we went to the bar next door and you could just tell there were flat peaks everywhere. Someone was in a raglan top. There were so many mullets, so many moustaches. Oh, that's so funny. I know, people, like, people in Warriors tops, up the wires. Well, I hope people had just come from voting at the embassy before the concert. That's right. But yeah, as we fun. got a phenomenal pizza on the way home. Where from? I mean, see, that would be really helpful information, wouldn't it? Mm. But it was like triple cheese, chicken, peppers. Sounds authentic. <laughs> Fresh from the streets of Rome. Had a thick base. It was absolutely delicious. Um, and I got extra ranch on top and a barbecue sauce dipper. And ooh, we, I just finished it off before we started recording. We were I wasn't, for everyone listening, I wasn't actually expecting to record this early in the day and I'm feeling pretty full. Mm. Maybe I should have a little coffee. Yeah, you should. 
espresso martini. Oh, yeah, sorry. The band, we'll probably have to cut this because I hate to sing on the pod, but I do it often. It was that song of like, and I he was like, it's a reggae band. And I was like, I don't know about that. And then I listened. Jesus, I'm speaking fast. I listened and it's that song of like. That Kiwiana vibes. It was, but it was the one, you'll know it. Yeah. Something, something everywhere. Yeah. I have a band called LAB. Oh. It was fun. They played a couple of country songs randomly. Some Dave Dobbin. Uh, I feel like I like Sam it. listens to them sometimes. Mm. I've heard them all in the background at a lot of places. But yeah, um, went to that. And then here we are. That's just how you want to be described as a band. I've heard them all in the background. How many people tell us, like, I just love listening to the potters. Put it on in the background while I'm doing something else. I was like, okay. It's just I'll... nice to have noise in the house. The glorified white noise machine. It's like, they are nice. Like it's like listening to a couple of girls catching up. It's like I'm with friends. Oh, Not see, I like I like that compliment. Like listening to friends, couple of pals, couple of pals. Describe as someone's pal. Anyway, should I tell you what I had for dinner? I really love that so much. I made a harissa roast chicken. So I actually we bought it to make it earlier in the week and then didn't end up making it until a bit later. I'm not sure why that is relevant or important to the story. And I had an old chicken in the fridge. Spoiler alert, it's not. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it wasn't fresh. <laughs> but roast chickens are actually so cheap. Honestly, it was huge. And a huge, it cost dusty three old quid. chicken in the fridge. <laughs> a monster. And I just chopped up veggies, carrots and potatoes, put them on the base, put the chicken on top. And then I was just going to do like a normal roast chicken. And then I found some harissa in the fridge. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a harissa roast chicken. So then I lathered it in harissa, which just like made it all nice and like moist and oily and chilly and flavor. So yum. Um, roasted it all in the oven and then chopped up the chicken and put in some cooked couscous into the bases, which like mi I mixed through all the juices, all the chicken stock. Don't ever the chicken. say juices again. <laughs> Carry on. All the chook juices. <laughs> all the old. I was surprised it had in it. dried up. And then I added in some rocket and it's some dates. I think that was all. And it was delicious. It sounds very nice. Like a little Middle Eastern chip. A little yeah. trip to the, a little trip yeah. to the. It was kind of like the best of like a roast and a Middle Eastern dish. I was going to say the Orient. I don't think you can say Orient anymore. It's also the road price. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the Middle East. Trip to Arabia. Arabia? Arabian nice. nuts. Arabian nuts. Arabian chucks. <laughs> It buzzes me out so much that chickens are descended directly from dinosaurs. Yeah, but they do look quite like dinosaurs. Welcome back. Got yourself a coffee? I do. Hopefully the coffee helps you um, calm down and stop speaking so quickly. Get my thoughts together. <laughs> it's like the closer we get to your due date, the more manic these get. Yeah, actually, we should let everyone know that this could potentially be the last episode, depending on when I go into labour. Yeah. Because we are nearing the due date every day now. What tends to happen in a pregnancy? Crazy. Oh. Oh, that's good. Oh, my God. Okay, 10 out of 10, everyone. <laughs> if you've ever had a racist beat, nutrageous. Wow. Yum. It does look really good. It's not like a Snickers with uh, Reese's Features bits. So who are you having for dinner? Do, where did we get to? For dinner this week, I'm having R.I.P. An angel of his time, Heath Ledger. Oh, can we have dead people? 
Yeah. And fake people, like characters. Did you know that? I knew that. I didn't, but you've opened up a whole new world to me because I do love an animation. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> oh, do you know who I want to have is that baby Balbun. Have you seen that short film? What? A Balbun? It's so cute. Disney made it. You know how Disney made it? was like little mini films. And or maybe it was Pixar, one of the two. And it's about a little Balbun that comes to life and its mum loves it so much and it becomes her baby. It's like a soup dumpling. Is it a Balbun or a soup dumpling? I think it's a Balbun because it's called Bal, but it looks like a soup dumpling. Cute. That's so niche. You, so no. cute. So I might have him. If you bring a baby Balbun to dinner, I'm going to eat it at the table. <laughs> she tries to, and then he runs away. I thought she loved him. But at first she thinks he's food. Then he becomes her baby. Nah, I've got veto power and you can't have him. Do you know what it would be good would be some, like, dead royals. Oh, yeah. I did. I was. I saw a friend the other day who was, you know how the, all the stuff's been going around about, like, Anne Boleyn. Exactly how often men think about the Roman Empire. Yes. And it's like every day. Henry VIII is the female Roman Empire. I went through a stage of thinking about Anne Boleyn a lot, but I don't so much these days. Not these days, but she was very... I don't know where you're going with this. I'm sorry, I would help you out. <laughs> What's that thing? It's like wedded, beheaded, and it's like a way to remember all of his wives. I know they were all called Jane and Anne. Were they? Not all, no. That's such a bad fact. Don't ever use that fact. <laughs> it's not a fact. Okay. Heath Ledger. Yeah, go back to Heath. So Heath, I think, is... I still... I, can't, I haven't watched 10 Things I Had About You, which used to be my favourite movie since he died. It's the same thing as I can't listen to Mac Miller anymore. People are like, oh, it's a way to honour them. It just makes me really sad, even though I didn't know him. It's the best movie ever. He's gone now. He's only 27. And I just want to have him over for dinner and... Honestly, just like cook him a really nice meal and just say, Oh, that's really nice. Take a load off. I absolutely love in that one of the press junkets after Brokeback Mountain and an Australian, and obviously he's Ledger's Australian, an Australian reporter stands up and goes, Well, frankly, I think it's disgusting that it's a movie about two gay men. And Heath is so calm and he goes, Wow. Like, and he's just so direct. He just goes, Honestly, I think it's such a shame. And frankly, that's really immature of you. It's so good. That is so funny. So immature that like people go out of their way to voice disgust and negative opinions about how two people want to love each other. And like, why got why why breed hate? It's so and it, he's just so matter of fact. You can tell he just really believes that. And he's genuinely. I mean, we we won't go into the politics of, of straight characters because they are both straight playing gay men. It's a difficult, I think that's a really difficult question, but he, I, he just handled the question and, and is obviously a massive, was a massive ally. It's frankly humiliating for the reporter. That's so funny. We Good. love I'm to pleased. see it. We love it to see it. I'm thrilled to hear that. So I want to have Heath, we don't have to talk about the Joker. We don't have to do anything. We can just, yeah, maybe not best to bring up the Joker. We will bring up the Joker. Have you seen it? I've never watched that movie. Oh, it's scary for me. So Go back to your bow buns. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah, it looks very scary. I did go and see the other one, though, with not Heath Ledger in it, but the other one. I'm going to need more from you because there's like 20 franchises and like 10 in each franchise. Not The Dark Knight. Is it a Christopher Nolan one? Do not. It's got that kind of funny-looking guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, it like delves into Maybe it's The Joker. Again, the Joker, Joker. with Joaquin Phoenix. Yes. 
That was scary. That, that was so scary. I went to that at the movies. Very scary. Very scary. And like, but so sad. It was really good though. I did really like it. And so sad, except it did that thing at the end. I can't remember if that, that wasn't a Christopher Nolan one, was it? That was, um, I can't remember who directed that one, but it ended with kind of, was it all a dream? Like Inception, which I think is such an utter, an utter betrayal of the poor punters who spent 10 pounds and spent three hours of their time in a cinema watching your movie. And then you, at the very end, go, was it real? No one can be sure. I would think you are sure, director. It's so lazy to leave it up to the audience to figure out what had happened. You know, did you send a text to the group chat about dry cleaning while we were recording this podcast? While you were getting your coffee. Oh, yeah, fair enough. That's quite chat. Was it nine minutes ago? Barnsbury dry cleaners are great. <laughs> I'm like, am I boring actual, you? Actual shout out to <laughs> Barnsbury dry cleaner, though. <laughs> if anyone does need, if anyone does need any alterations or dry cleaning, that man up there is the nicest man in all of London and he does a phenomenal job. I've had him taking stuff in and out for me over the years. Out. <laughs> no joke. I've had, I had this one skirt taken in and out like three times. <laughs> London is rough on the old, on the old physique. Well, I lost quite a lot of weight before the wedding. And so then I had stuff taken in to fit me. And then afterwards, I was like, well, this isn't It was lasted. a waste of money. I'm going to have to take it out again. Carry on. The director was Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips, Road Trip. Phenomenal movie. Do you want me to read you out the thing? So Road Trip, Old School, Starsky and Hutch, School for Scoundrels, Boar Rat, The Hangover, Due okay. Date, The yeah. Other Hangovers, and yeah. The Joker. What a man of many talents. Do you remember when The Hangover came out? I reckon that was honestly one of the funniest movies that anyone had ever yeah. seen in their life. That was a cultural reset. Yeah, it that really was. was. Incredible. I have a couple of bites on my hand and I'm terrified that I have bed bugs because of the bed bug saga Do you going around. you're afflicted with BBs? How else would I have these? Don't. That's so much washing. Don't. We're not going to will that into existence. I literally said to Sam the other day, I was like, if you get the tube from now and for the rest of your life or until this bed bug saga goes away, you are to shower as soon as you come home. <laughs> so dramatic. So they've actually come to London. They've come to London and apparently they're on the tube. I saw a video of a lady. They packed their bags and they... <laughs> yeah, they've made it on the Eurostar. <laughs> they definitely caught the Eurostar. There's no other way they could have got here. I suppose planes, maybe. Yeah, well, they didn't swim. And there's a lady who saw them on the tube and one was crawling on her on the tube. Ooh. Like they're big enough to see, which does give me slight comfort that I haven't seen them in my bed. But... Oh, okay, that's it. I'm not leaving the borough for the next six to eight weeks. Well, they could be in your borough. You don't know. Well, if I've got them, you've got them. I got them in the Cotswolds once. Did you? Yeah. Ooh, the Cotswolds. It's such a nice place. And then I went to Paris. I didn't take them to Paris, but could have been me. Watch the space. Ooh. It's because there's so many sports fans in Paris at the moment. I don't trust sports fans <laughs> to wash properly. Disgusting. <laughs> Neither do I. It's so <laughs> fucked how guys are like, oh my God, you know, everyone pays so much to go to Taylor Swift and like wear her merch and dance around in the stadium. You put on, who says that? Guys who are like, you know, a lot of guys think like, girl, pop music is stupid and like, 
girls are so obsessed with that. It's like you put on a jersey with another man's name on it and go to a game <laughs> and say we about a sports team you are not in. You know? Who's the moron now? I didn't realize people judged people for going to pop concerts. Sam was like always encouraging me to go to TV. People think that young girls who go like pay a lot of money to go to the, and love their songs and are like rabid fans are just stupid and misguided. Have you never, you must live a sheltered life on the internet. I don't, I get in it. Sorry. So back to <laughs> the Joker. The Joaquin Phoenix one was awful and heartbreaking and so sad and so good yeah it was a really good movie though but it was very scary it's an incredible movie i'm gonna put it out there (laughs) it's the rumor on it's a rumor on everybody's lips i genuinely think he was my soulmate i want to know i think perry kane olsen was seeing him at the time i want to know her involvement why don't you ask her to dinner instead of him seeing if she can actually come much to think about i'm gonna hand over to you now more or morticia or do you know what everyone Mort's favourite nickname is actually Tish. I hate Mort. Tish. Mort Tisha. Tish. It was horrible. And I had an ex who called me, who called me Minzy. And then you started picking that up with a vengeance when I started calling you Tish. Yeah, because I it was my revenge on Tish. He actually told me, because you were calling me Tish one day, and then he was like, if you want to get her back, call her Minzy. I bet he did, <laughs> honestly. And I was like, perfect, thank you. Pleasure doing business with you. So I am going to have for dinner Colleen Rooney. Was she the bad one or the good one? She was the good one. So nice. She was the one who was hacked and performed the trick, the trap, I should say, to get the other lady trapped. Can you explain for anyone who doesn't know the whole kit and caboodle? Oh, I feel like my memory's so rusty on it now. I, I can do it very quickly. We, yeah, I think, can I you think do we it? should explain. Um, basically, Colleen Rooney is married to Wayne Rooney, who's one of the most famous footballers over here. And some of her, on her private Instagram story, some of the things she was putting up were being leaked to the press. So she basically carried out a sting operation where she would show a private story to one of her private followers at a time and find out what got leaked. And it was another footballer's wife who was leaking the stories. And now she's- Rebecca Vardy. Rebecca Vardy. And then she took her to court. In- Incredible, unreal scenes. So and then good. one guy coined the term Wagatha Christie for the wags <laughs> and he became like world famous. So she, iconic. Such a story. And now she's got a doco series coming out on Disney. Does she? Yeah. It comes out shortly. I can't wait to watch it. Oh I my think God. it's called Colleen Rooney, the Wagatha Christie story or something. Iconic. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> But yeah, I really want to have her for dinner. I mean, to be fair, I probably don't need to because I can just watch her series yeah. and get everything out of it. But is she cool? Do you just want to hang out with her? I don't know anything about her outside of this. I reckon she seems so cool and I love her accent. Like I could just honestly sit and listen to her accent for so long. She's northern. Where is she from? Uh, Liverpool. She's got a Liverpudlian accent. So cool to listen to. I absolutely love the accents. So yeah, I really want to have her for dinner. I just think she'd be fascinating. It'd be so interesting to hear it from her point of view. I mean, to be fair, I'd have Rebecca Vardy after so that I can just hear both sides, you know? Also, Rebecca claimed she didn't do it and she has lots of people who access her Instagram yeah, accounts. Yeah, she's and always claimed not guilty. I, I call bullshit. She sounds like a jealous little bitch. A hundred percent she's. And also the Roonies have always had this sort of like perfect um, football family life, you know? Mm. Like they've got their kids and like... They're the like... He's been very dedicated to like family man. Now. Yeah, exactly. So 
they've always had this really strong family image. And old mate Rebecca, I don't think she was having those that same vibe, you know? Doesn't sound like she was. So yeah, I also just like the idea of having Colleen for dinner because then I can listen to her accent and she seems really cool. What are you watching or reading this week? I've just finished one of my favorite shows of all time. I rewatched it and then just watched the final season for the first time, Sex Education. Oh, yes. What do you think of it? It is such a good show. It's incredible. And now there's been a lot of controversy about the fourth season, the final one, that it's ridiculously inclusive. And every person I've talked to about it has not enjoyed it. Even I was messaging in our group chat this week saying, who's watched this? It's frustrating. There's like 15 new characters and like I'm all for inclusion, but I want to see some Maeve and Otis time as well. Like these are the people I'm watching the show for. I'm obsessed. I think when it feels effortless and just naturally inclusive to represent society, it's always a really good thing, obviously. I mean, nobody would argue against that. But when it feels forced, it's really tough. It felt like they were trying really hard, but... One of our friends recently, we, I tried to go and I, the tickets were sold out, but Laurie Nunn is the creator and writer of Sex Education and she did a talk, a Q&A session recently, like a couple of weeks ago in London. And apparently she did it on purpose because... Maybe she did. No, but it covered so many marginalised communities that don't have a voice. And basically she said, fuck the ratings. I'm going to use this platform to give people a voice who never do. Well, that's really nice. And I don't care what the people think of it. And I reckon that is... I think that is such an amazing thing to do. She was like, I'm going out. I, I, this is the last season. It's no skin off my nose. These people who are currently being massively targeted in public and the press, the most at-risk youth, trans youth, non-binary people who are already such a high suicide risk. And the show shows that as well. It's like punching down the lowest hanging fruit and people are so hard on them, especially politicians. They're grubbing for votes. And she was like, I'm going to give them a voice. I'm going to give them a platform and I don't really care what people think of it. And that is iconic because I did think, I was like, she kind of lost it a bit here. Like it's the show's all over, it's all over the place. I mean, it's it's not what it was, but she's obviously an absolute weapon, so smart. And she was fully in control and knew what she was doing, yeah. which is quite lit. Unless it's just an excuse because her ratings have died. <laughs> oh, don't, that's so cynical. Uh, I'm so gullible. It probably is. <laughs> no, it's, it's, there were a lot no. of pastel colours, which annoyed me, but I reckon that's fucking sound from her. Yeah, I think that's, yeah. Yeah, that's really, really nice of her. I do just think, though, it would be probably better if people could be more inclusive in a more natural way. And I'm sure it is really, really hard, but I feel like it would be better for those marginalised groups because you almost end up, Basically, if you were then creating another TV series and you really wanted to be inclusive with it, people would be like, oh, but when was that was done in sex education, it didn't work. <laughs> so for the greater good, I almost think you'd be better off doing it in a far more natural way so that people still enjoyed it so that then that became the norm over time. Not a, not, not a, uh, a sore point of the show, yeah. was that it was... Not a political statement and then out, might drop, see ya, you know? Yeah. yeah, but also I don't think people... There's a, it almost, you need a little kick up the bum, like, okay, well, they did this. I do agree. If we bring it down a little bit, it's still going to be, it's not going to be as extreme as that, but it's still going to be really inclusive. Um, But yeah, I absolutely love the show. They just do it, they just do it so well. And you care so much about the characters. And Jean Melbourne, um, oh my God, I just forgot her real name. 
Gillian Anderson. Oh, yeah, I love her. The most iconic person who ever lived. I wanted to have her for dinner this week, and I was like, I'm already going to, I'm obviously going to talk about her when I talk about sex education. She's so She's cool. amazing. I loved when she played Margaret Thatcher in um, oh, The Crown. she did in The Crown, yeah. She was absolutely phenomenal as her. She nailed her voice and mannerisms. So clever to be able to do that. She's getting better, not that it matters, but she's getting better looking as she ages, which is... She is. Frankly iconic and aspirational. I wonder what treatments she's doing. She's better looking now than when she was when she was Scully in X-Files. She's just had such a good career. But yeah, I'm watching X-Files. I mean, I'm watching this. She was also on that other show that we loved, but I've temporarily forgotten its name. The Fall. The Fall. I loved that show. I reckon that's the best show in the world. Ever watched, or like my housemate, the Aussie guy came in the other night, was like, oh my God, just watch Fifty Shades of Grey. It's terrible. The books must have been so much better. And I was like, they were so much worse. The books were great. And it was incredibly controversial. He was like, the guy's just so controlling. It's so, like, toxic. I was like, do you know the, sh- the role that he had immediately before that was playing a, a rapist murderer of young girls. And then he goes on to do it again, but it's like cool because he's rich this time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he doesn't actually kill them. Like, how is that allowed? It's such a good show, The Fall, and I recommend it 10 out of 10 to everyone. Agree. And then I'm reading Women Don't Owe You Pretty by Florence Given. It's actually a friend of ours's book. Oh. Um, and I borrowed it two years ago. Shout out to you, gal. Sorry, I've still got it. Every time I look at it, I feel a little bit of, yeah, like a little bit of guilt. Not enough to give it back. <laughs> uh, it's so good. It's quite confronting, even for me. But the first line of the book is, a comfort zone is a beautiful place, but nothing ever grows there. Just quite. Mm, I like that. You could have done that for your takeaway. I know, but I've got another takeaway. I'm segueing in all the extra content that I've had. Well done. But yeah, it's 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 really it's really good. I think everyone should read it. Well, I'll capture that in the show notes if anyone does want to read it. She's really annoying on her Instagram. No, fuck it. She is. She she irritates You're me. You have an opinion. I don't follow her on Instagram anymore because she's really annoying. But her book is incredibly good. The girl who gave you the book or the author. <laughs> That too. She doesn't text back for a week and then does a massive Instagram dump. I'm like, who are your friends? Me or your fucking followers? <laughs> Hit me up. We hate a no reply and no response. Where are you going for dinner tonight? Uh, Notchy. Oh, and Angel, just by the water stand. Yeah. Nice. We've got a voucher. Oh, that'll be nice. Yeah. I can't wait. Yum. Pasta for dinner. What are you watching or reading this week? I am watching the David Beckham series. Well, I have watched it and I've finished it. If anyone hasn't, I highly, highly recommend watching it. It's so good. It's on Netflix. They really delve into like a lot of kind of uncomfortable subjects like his rumoured affairs. Well, affair. I think they only touch one. Apparently he's had loads. Yeah, it's just it's just a really, really good watch. Like it gives you quite a good insight into him. And I really like him, so don't get me wrong, but it, he is a very selfish person. And I think all sports stars are probably really, really selfish. But like the way he, I, th- I feel like all sports stars are probably quite similar, but the way he moves his family to like a totally new country, plays one season and he's like, actually, I'm going to go play for this club now. And he just leaves them in the country and goes and plays for another club somewhere else. Like, he moved them around like to Spain, then to the States. Then he went to Italy by himself and he went back to the States and back to the UK. Then he went back to the States. Like, I just think to be that level of, be at that level 
in sport and probably any success really, yeah, you would have, you to, have be to be quite a selfish person. And I really like him. I think he's such a good guy. But I do, I did find that absolutely fascinating into like how his mind would work. Um, and I also just think she is Victoria Beckham is just amazing. Like she comes across really well in this. She's come out of this as the fan favorite. She's so cool. I don't think I've spoken on here. She does an interview with Ali G. Um, when she was in the Spice Girls and David, when they were se- started seeing each other, and he asks her the most misogynistic, really gross questions, and she just bats them off with a huge smile and a laugh. A masterclass in how to handle people like that. Yeah, I recommend everyone go and watch it. It is such a cool interview. She's a legend. She's so cool. She's so funny. That just comes across really well. I honestly think she's the brains of the operation as well. Like, she seems very intelligent. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so I highly recommend everyone watching that. And time for takeaways. Actually, do you have anything you want to buy this week? Because people have been asking for that to come back in. No, but I had a social media one. Hang on. Oh, yeah, okay. I learned on social media that guys have, like, daydreams or fantasies about saving people. Interesting. Like, little hero fantasies. That's so cute. All the comments under it were like, obviously, he was like, like one of them was like, I've saved America five times. Like they were really cute. They were like, yeah, like this that's is so cute. This is our thing. Like I want to, you know, you want to be a hero. Oh my God, that's so nice. The cutest thing I've ever heard. So you need to ask Sam. I feel like I used to daydream when I was younger about being saved. <laughs> Fair enough. I'd be the same. I'd rather be saved than do the saving. I've always thought, do you know what I'd love for someone to do? You should do it. Is <laughs> they, oh, Here we fucking go. Why don't you do it? Is because I'm married. It's because is to, and like in the movies, bump into someone and spill your coffee all over them and have that be your meat cute. Oh, yeah. I could do that. Imagine if that was your story. Preferably an iced coffee. Oh, my God. I had one. Do you know, okay, that McDonald's story where people were like, oh, it's ridiculous. Now McDonald's have to put hot coffee on the coffee cart because they got sued because Americans are so stupid and sue over everything because a woman spilled her coffee on herself. Oh, yeah, Turns out I saw it that. Was, it was like 120 degrees yeah, she was and she really got third degree <laughs> burns all over her groin and thighs and they like fucked her up. And then the McDonald's PR campaign kind of was to make her sound stupid. But, I mean, it's, it's a really hard one though, isn't it? Because you just say like, her coffee burnt her and she sued it sounds ridiculous but I agree I read that story too and it's actually shocking like this the employee spilled it on her through the drive-thru window and she got she ex- was shit really skin hurt yeah. yeah she was in hospital yeah and then it got rebranded as like the stupid American girl suing yeah as she should have um anyway sorry I had a really good meet cute when I was last home I was like driving up my road and a beautiful a golden lab ran across the road and I was like oh shit so I like obviously pulled over and got out of the car and I went like grabbed the dog so it didn't go across the road that's so nice of you and the hottest man I've ever seen walked down the street and was like oh my god like there's Layla thank you so much um, and I was like hi and wouldn't you some your neighborhood hero is this how we cute it's like he was he was uh he was married it's a crying shame tell me your takeaway my takeaway is coming from a secret perfectionist, something is better than nothing and done is better than perfect. I love that. That's how I live my life. It's not how I live mine. Oh my God. I'm exhausted all the time. I think it's a great way to live. No one cares as much as you do. Just get it done. 
get it out the door. 90% out the door. Yeah, I'm not. I'm like 115%. And even then I'm like, ooh. I mean, that is a, that is a nice way to be. I'm really not like that at all. It's I'm just not. like, I'll get it almost there, fire it out and sort it out later if there's an issue. Bold, and I like it. Your turn. My takeaway is um, in light of the fact that I could be going into labour um, any day, I thought I would do one on parenting, which I was watching a video the other day. And the most influence you will have over your child is the first, the early years, so from years one to six. And after that, external influence overpowers any parental influence you have. So if you want to have the most impact on your child, those first few years couldn't be more crucial. And I would recommend trying to influence them as much as possible. Of course you would, you big <laughs> control freak. <laughs> My God. Wow. Because, yeah, after that time, their peers, um, often their friends' parents, their teachers will have much more of an influence than you will after they turn seven. Really? Mm. Yep. Interesting. Very okay. interesting. I mean, obviously, you will still always have a massive influence over your child as a parent. Yeah. But yeah. those are the most critical and key years to really influence them, the early years. It's really wrapped them. around your little finger more. Exactly. Have them do exactly what you want. You're a psycho. <laughs> but I love you. Thank you for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.